What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up everybody, welcome back. Today, we are gonna do a full recap of our Tulum 2021 trip. We're gonna talk about what it was like traveling to Tulum during COVID and all the crazy adventures that we had, because this was definitely not a vacation. This was much more of an adventure. I know a lot of people were DMing me and Riley asking about what's the airport like, what's the hotel situation like, what are the people like because of COVID, so we're gonna talk about that. But we've got some funny pictures too to share with you guys. So we're gonna be looking at my shared album here with Eric and Ryan, the two guys that we went with, Riley's brother and my longtime friend. and. Uh, yeah, so this should be a fun episode. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody, check the link down below. We are hosting our next free webinar one week from when you're watching this video, if you're watching it the day it comes out. So Saturday, the 23rd of January, 2 p.m. Eastern time, will be the next free webinar. We're going to talk about why your trading is inconsistent and how to fix it. Basically, Lindsay and I boiled it down to two problems, and I figured it would be that simple that we can break all trading struggles down to two problems and we can then attack those two problems everybody should leave the webinar feeling like they got something of value now of course i'm gonna have a sale offer for people to join the team i'm always upfront about that but i'm also going to make sure people leave with tangible value they, they leave with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah accents were a funny thing for some reason everybody was trying to do like a mexican accent maybe was that what we were going for but it ended up being borat half the time <laughs> so yeah webinar saturday the 23rd links below um, have you done any journaling yet, like to reflect on the trip or have you just thought about it? Like, what have you done to process everything? I have, I've journaled since, but not about the trip yet. Like I haven't, I would think I'm actually going to do that today because okay. I didn't get to do my meditation yet this morning because yeah. I didn't want to rush the journaling part. So right. I feel like today I'll go through and really document everything. And wouldn't you agree that it was one of those trips where like we had so many things planned? Yes. You were like, wait, we did that. We we were in the cenote yesterday. We were where we were doing what this? Yeah. When, when yeah. did we eat those tacos? It was like go go go, go. go the whole time. Yeah, that I'm still processing it. So right. this will be a really good podcast. All right. Also. Yeah. What do you got? Got me a new hair, dude. Oh, That's yeah. what I got. Comment below, new hair, who this? If you like Riley's <laughs> new hairdo, I love it. Thanks. Um, I love it. First thing. So let's pull up this picture. This is us in the uh, Uber on the way to the airport. Yep. Feeling happy, feeling good. At this point, I think 90% of the trip was planned by me, right? Yeah. Basically everything. Like, what didn't I plan? Yep. Right? You pretty much. Airbnb. <laughs> I even told the guys, so Eric and Ryan flew from Philadelphia together and met us in Cancun. We landed at the same time. The flights worked perfect because our flight was only an hour and a half. It was super easy. But you even planned their flight. Right. I planned theirs <laughs> for them. So I planned everything for everybody. Okay. So that's where this starts. And I like doing the research. I Like you guys know, I like the data. I like doing my thing. So I wanted to make sure we got a good deal, blah, blah, blah. So we get our Uber. We get to the airport. We're feeling good. We're pumped. We're like, yo, Tulum, the vibes. What's up? Boho. I'm like, I don't know what a boho is, but I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see whatever's going on. And uh, yeah, we get there. We land. We ended up in the wrong terminal at one point. Do you what, remember that? Yeah. Should we talk about what it was like to travel and everything? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't want to skip that part. You're right. So I guess for us, this wasn't our first time during COVID traveling. We've had a couple other flights during COVID. Yeah, moving to Florida. Right. So it's not the first time for the masks. That wasn't too much of a issue. Really, all I noticed was the temperature scan things. Was there anything else that like, so you walk through these, like not even 
aisles. Like they just direct traffic a certain way and they're just scanning everybody's temperature with some technology, right? Yeah. Honestly, it felt normal, as normal as normal can feel. Other just than the with mask. wearing a face mask and washing your hands and hand sanitizing a lot more than usual. Shout out to JetBlue too, because yeah. we flew on American before. And they're like, yeah, we cleaned everything. And then I sit down and the tray in front of me had all this sticky shit on yeah, it. Yeah, they did not They clean. definitely <laughs> did not clean it. But JetBlue, clean airplanes. Yeah. Our flight was not full. I don't think they like... No, they did a good job at separating right. everybody too. Like right. I think only one row had three people in it, but they were all together. Did and we then have even, the whole row? Us? Yeah, it was just us two. Right. And then even those three people ended up splitting up because there was more room on the plane, which was really nice. All right, so we're on the plane. Things are looking good. Riley takes this dope picture right here. I like this. That see. was Eric. That was Eric. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Eric. Eric's got the creative eye here. Eric versus Remember, Ryan. you had the window seat. I did have the window seat. Yep. So we get off the airplane. We hired a driver. The company Blue Dreams is the company we used from a recommendation. I'll put their information below. That way you guys, if you're going to Tulum, you can use them too. It was easy. The guy was really nice, picked us up in a nice Escalade thing. We had air conditioning. It was comfortable because you have a one and a half hour, one hour and 45 minute drive from Cancun to Tulum, yeah. which is an interesting drive because you kind of see Playa del Carmen, which is a, another big city. You don't really go into Cancun just because of where the airport's located, but you go through Playa del Carmen, you go through a couple other towns, go through a couple police checkpoints. And when he says go through, he means like it literally is one road yeah. that you're driving on and like going through. It's not like we were like in the town or anything like that. Do you regret the driver situation? Like, would you have felt comfortable with a car if the four of us rented us a car? Us driving? Yeah. Absolutely not. Not for the first time being in Mexico. Mexico drivers, honestly, I really appreciate them. I like the way that they drive. I think it's much more efficient and some of the way the that they do things. The only reason you say that though is because... Riley basically likes that when someone's getting passed, they don't get angry like they do here in America and yeah. try to speed back up. There, they just submit. So Riley's like, just be more submissive. And even, not necessarily, but even when people start like slamming on their brakes and stuff or people are coming to a stop, like everybody will put their four ways on to let people know like, hey, traffic's stopping. People don't do that no. here. They just slam on their brakes. Right, right. So we're in the car. The guy's got water for us. Eric's playing music. We're doing stuff. Do you remember stopping at the bathroom? I sure do. So I really had to use El Baño and we stopped on the side of a road at a gas station, but the bathrooms like were a separate building, not attached to the gas station. Right. And I feel like that was like our first, like, welcome to, that was to what, Mexico. That was literally what I was just going to say, because we went in to get coffee. They didn't have any cups. They didn't even have coffee, but they had a sign outside that said they sold coffee. So this is like the first flag possibly now that I'm looking back on it where I could have been like all right things are going to get different real quick now <laughs> you know what I'm saying there's no more Starbucks at every corner yeah and that was where we first saw the toilets which yep. we know knew ahead of time that you couldn't flush the toilet paper but that was our first toilet experience so you couldn't flush the toilet paper I don't know about your bathroom well you probably used a urinal but the toilet flusher was on the floor which I thought was the coolest like thing ever yeah because smarter you don't want to touch it with your hands everybody yeah. uses their foot in America anyway so just put it as a pedal on the floor logical and I think I do have a picture of that that we can show them. Okay. Not of where we stopped at the gas station, but, but a different place. I took a picture of the pedal thing. Don't forget. So we stop, we do our thing. Guy's cool. He's like, let's get back in the car now. We keep moving. No, no issues. We get to Tulum. We start to see the town. He takes us towards our Airbnb, which was in an area called Aldia Zama, which is like this new 
one way in, one way out neighborhood kind of thing. It's really cool. It's nice kind of condos, like right in between the so, beach and the town. Yeah. So if you can picture, I, we should show them a map. I'll show you a map yeah. and I'll circle the area where we stayed in. Apparently it has the best Wi-Fi, which is a big thing, right? So our guy gets us to the Airbnb. We take our things out. We take this picture. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about with all four of us. And this is where shit gets more interesting. So we don't have any pictures of what happens next. <laughs> I don't but know. basically what we did was we ended up walking inside to this Airbnb that's dope. Like cool vibes. There's girls hanging out outside. It was Everybody was already like doing the, the whole picture of what we thought this was going to be. But when you say Airbnb to really get you guys. It was like um, an apartment like, complex. Yes, but with no front desk people, no. like no nothing. You just it walk was just, in. Yeah. Because the area is safe-ish, they say. Yeah. A lot of new condos. Like, you can go there and buy condos now Very for, like, 75000 U.S. dollars to 300000 but you can get a nice one for hundred grand now. One or two bedrooms. Like So it's, it's an up-and-coming area. Anyway, we go in. I'm looking at the Airbnb. I'm trying to figure out the instructions. We go up. I'm like, she didn't tell me which room we're in. I can't find her. We're walking, knocking on the steps. Well, we find a lockbox because we needed a lockbox to open the door. Open the thing. Take the key out. Open the thing. Open the door. And there's people in the room. There's stuff in the room. Someone else's stuff. So we're people like, aren't in the room. People but aren't stuff in the room. Is in the room. But their stuff is in the room. So like, oh shit, this isn't us. Okay, we go to the room next door. Try the lockbox. It's the same damn code. So lady, fix your codes because it shouldn't <laughs> be like that. We get the key out of that lockbox. Open that door. The room is clean. We're like, oh, this is ours. Good job. Start putting our stuff down. Then I open the bedroom door, and there's somebody's shit on the bedroom floor. And I'm like, oh my god, this is someone else's room. <laughs> get out. We got to get out. So we get out, and we are in the hallway. Of this apartment building, which is basically like, imagine you walk into the center of the building, but the center is open to the sky, and there's just like a little ring around, right? You've seen this before, where you can look over the balcony and see, but it's only four stories high, so it's not super tall, and there's only like four doors on each floor. Some dude who lives on the top floor, he walks up, he passes us, he's like, y'all are okay? Like, what's up? Like, y'all need, we were like, no, 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 we're fine. So I call the lady. She's calling the lady, I'm messaging the Airbnb lady, then I see it. Well, no, the lady told us. That's how we saw it. Yeah, but then I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, your booking isn't until January 31st to February 7th. And we were like, what? No, like it's December 31st to January 7th. No. So then we checked our booking. Sometimes you're just wrong. And. I was way wrong. I screwed us. <laughs> so we're, I'm like, okay, can't even get mad. This is why I love our friend group. My, my buddy who cuts my hair, Matt, yesterday, he's like, bro, what did they do when you did that? Like, I how laughed. Mad, how mad was Riley? He's like, I was like, bro, Riley's the best in these situations. Like, we handle it the same. You just keep moving forward. You got to figure it out. In the back of my head, I'm like, look, you got a credit card. We're going to stay somewhere. We're going to be fine, right? That was what I knew. But at that same time, I know that's stressful to Riley a little bit, maybe, and Eric and Ryan, if they're watching. The, I think I was chilling. I yeah, feel like we Eric were, was the most stressed. Eric was definitely <laughs> the most stressed. He was he, he was like huffing and puffing. He wasn't helping us like trying to figure out where to go next. Me, Riley, and Ryan are all on our phones looking. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this makes perfect sense. No wonder it was so freaking cheap on New Year's Eve because I booked it for January 31st, <laughs> not December 31st. Yeah. So me, like growing up in survival mode, that instantly kicked back in. And instead of like freaking out I was like that's not really going to do anything even though we're stranded right. in Tulum right. kind of speak the language but not enough to say Poquito. that we to say that we speak or Spanish pequeño. so we get on Airbnb and we're like okay let's just start looking for other places that have enough beds can accommodate us that isn't a total shithole in Mexico that looks safe we we were this is three o'clock in the afternoon yeah so this we were like all right we got it we got an hour 
We got because yeah. we're going to lose daylight and we're going to be screwed. Mind you, it's New Year's Eve day. We got there December 31st. Right. There are hardly any and options on Airbnb. Like, there are options that were like over a thousand dollars a night. Oh yeah, and like we were like, grand no night. way. Like this is ridiculous. And then there were places that were like $20 a night, but a it was hostel. only one bed yeah. in a shared house. And we needed at least two beds if Ryan and Eric were going to share a bed. But I found this Airbnb that happened to be right next door to where we were staying. And it was like pretty much the same vibe. Hold same on, wait, everything. Before you go too deep into this. Okay. So we left that apartment and we went to a cafe nearby with our suitcase cases we walked it all there yep as we're all looking on our phones trying to figure it out really quick between that between that like us all leaving me and ryan went and explored couldn't find anything only villas we couldn't find a hotel near us to talk to a front desk so we go back meet up with them we're like we got to get to a cafe and just figure this out because we can't stand in this people these apartment we don't belong here right and these people are drinking like these people (laughs) are partying and they're looking at us with our suitcases ryan's in jeans you know what i'm saying so Okay, keep going. So you found this Airbnb. Yep, so all while that's happening, while him and Ryan are out looking, I found this Airbnb and I'm messaging the lady. Well, she's confused how her listing is even shown as available because it was supposed to be put on a two-day like block period so the cleaning people could go in and make it all new and right. fresh because um, another group of people, left. yeah, they had just left that day. Right. So I'm like frantically messaging her like, hey, we're stranded in Tulum with literally nowhere to stay can we stay at your house? Like, is it available? We'll stay there all seven days. We'll tip you extra. Shout like, out to Nadia. Whatever we have to do. And she was just like, I've let this happen in the past before. And they completely destroyed my place. Left me a really bad review, which reminds me, I still need to write that review. I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, good job. Um, And I was messaging her at this point. We're already at the cafe. It was like a three hour period of me going back and forth with this girl, like just assuring her. She's a lady. She's got kids. So she could feel for us because she was like, I have a a son. son. And if my son screwed up, made a mistake, like I would want someone to help him. Yeah. So so it was a lot of convincing to reassure her lady. Like, I promise we're not going to give you a bad review. We really just need somewhere to stay. At this point, Eric is just prepared to stay up all night. Yeah, he's convinced that we're sleeping on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. So everybody's mind. At the end of the day, though, we all kind of knew that there was a ton of hotels. We had watched videos on YouTube that told us that there were hotels that we could actually get cheaper in person. So I knew we were going to find a place but we just needed to know where to go. Even. It was just our location of where we were. Nothing was really around because like he said, it was a one way in one way out neighborhood that was kind of all residential, not really like hotels, hotels and no. stuff. And at the time we hadn't ridden in any taxis or anything yet there. Only that one car from blue dreams. Cause we were told to avoid the taxis right. that they were sketchy overpriced. Biggest lie. So we thought that we were like stranded in this little area. Right. So, to let's speed this up here. Nadia gets on the phone with me. She calls me. We talk for like an hour. She explains everything to me. I told her what happened. We like build this relationship. She's super cool. She gets it. She's in New York. She rents out this place all the time. Some lady just left, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. We're in. We finally, her her housekeeper's friend lets us in and blah, blah, blah. Like it was complicated. Yes. But we're in. We get in there. We find that one of the toilets has this stench coming out of it. And we already knew the water was going to be weird, but now I'm going to show them the picture of that toilet. Ugh. in our bathroom so we had two other bathrooms that were functioning but this was the only issue that we had was this yeah. weird toilet and someone was coming in to fix it Nadia was on it so we're like cool we got a place we're in we're alive and it it's- was nothing that was Nadia's fault at no no no, all. no, no. The, the we'll get into this but the water in Mexico is like a whole another problem we're in it's only double the price the guys are maybe a little bit mad at me for that but we're living right they we, had a place to stay we <laughs> had a place to stay we all needed to be there 
trip begins with this. So then we end up just getting a cab, I think, right? Or did we walk? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. This is even crazier. We don't even talk about this part. So we're looking at the Google Maps. I'm going to be fast here because I want to move us through this. We're looking at the Google Maps and we're like, okay, let's go downtown. Let's go figure out like where we can get some dinner. It's New Year's Eve. We got to find something. Well, we're looking. We're like, we're not going to walk all the way around this long way around the map. We're just going to cut through this road. We cut through this dark, non-lit. Yeah, it's, it's dark out at this point. It's dark. It's New Year's Eve. You're hearing firecrackers. Might be gunshots. We don't know. We're just walking. And you're it's it's slums. Like these people, they make $16,000 or less a year. It's yeah. poor, poor, poor people. And I'm walking through with my damn loafers. I'm like, yo, this is a bad idea. It's It was just sketchy. Like I've been in some sketch. I've walked through Philly. Felt way safer just because it was lit. This was dark mud. There could be snakes. Like we saw snakes, iguanas. Like it was so at one, dumb. At one point I even said, I was like, we're going to look back on this moment and be like, wow, we really, without even knowing our surroundings, because we had just got there, right. walked down like a really Probably not so miles. good road in Mexico in the dark. And it was so dumb because now we know the taxis are so legit. Like, I know. They were so easy. We should have just been doing taxis. So anyway. Luckily, everything was safe, though. Yep. No, Here's no, the picture. No intruders or weirdos or anything like that that we, we came it, across. No. We, we ended up at a really good pizza place. With hookah. We were hanging yep. out. It was cool. So we ended up doing okay. Like, we survived. I've got a picture here of us at the cafe, too. I can show this from earlier. Yeah. So we survived. Day one in the books. We ended up, how did we get home that night? Did we take a cab? Um, I think so. Did we? I think so. I don't remember walking home. Yeah, I don't remember walking home either. So right, we, it was ha- late. we must have. Yep. So then we started to realize like the taxis were kind of legit after that, I think, is when we started to pick up on it. We ended yeah. up walking to breakfast where we got like some fruit and yogurt the next day. We had a local place in that neighborhood that I was talking about, Aldiazama. A lot of up and coming places in there. That area was really dope. So that next day, we ended up just kind of exploring. We ended up getting a uh, a taxi down to the beach, right? Yes. Yeah. Because we couldn't rent bikes. Because everybody said rent bikes, but we couldn't get bikes. So we're right. walking we're and walking and walking, out. checking these different bike spots. It ain't happening unless you get them early in the morning. And also, whoever tells you to rent bikes in Tulum. They're lying. Don't, don't rent do bikes. It. It's dangerous. It it's is so, so dangerous. Don't be, like, the taxis are 200 pesos here, 300, 400 pesos here. It's easy. Like, just give them the money and get in the car. Like, they know where they're going. They drive reckless. It's way safer to be in the car than to be on your feet. Yeah. For sure. And we'll, and, we'll explain that once we get to the beach road. So, like, we were walking. I'm looking at some pictures here. These are, like, where we were just, you know, here's breakfast. Oh, so then the next day, we ended up walking back on that same dirt road that I just told you was sketchy that night. Yeah, because me, I'm like, guys, let's walk back down that road during the daylight so I can get some pictures. And so we can actually see what it was that we just walked through. Right. So I'll show you some pictures here. It was just, uh, you know, the, the backwoods of Tulum, so to speak. Anyway, we end up um, going back. To our place. I think we got changed for the beach because yeah. we were then in we breakfast food. And then we went to the beach. And then that's where we took that funny picture with me dumping the beer in your mouth. We could show that. Remember? <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Um, but that's where we kind of learned then what the beach area was. So you have like this first section of the beach where you can you come down one road because it's only one road into the beach. You make a left to go towards the ruins and what they call the north side of the beach, which is like a p- big public beach. There's some restaurants and hotels, but it's more public. Yeah. And then the south side of the beach is where all the hotels are and the day clubs and all that stuff. So the first day, we get dropped off in the first portion of the south part. And then you have to kind of like walk along this sketchy road, right on the edge of the water to get to the other portion. And we walked the whole thing. We did 20 miles 
on each of our first two days. Yeah. A lot of walking. So to really get you guys like there in this road, it is a very narrow road, no lines or anything because you're in the middle of the jungle. Cars going both ways, mopeds going both ways, weaving in and out of the cars, people on bikes going both ways, in and out of the cars. And then you have people walking on either side of the road with no sidewalk. So the people are trying not to get hit by the cars, by the bicyclists, by literally anything, avoiding the potholes. Like it is not a road I would ever want to ride a bike on. So I'm super, super grateful that it worked out that there were no bikes because we were going to rent bikes for the entire week and it would have been a waste. Another thing, the weather, they told us like the weather forecast was like for rain the whole time. Mm -hmm. It didn't even rain really at all. So yeah. you can't really judge the weather forecast. There you was, just got to go out. There was one rain shower. Yeah, there was we a were, couple. I'll, there was a you're in a rainforest. Well, it's not a rainforest, but you're in a jungle. Yeah. So the rain, it'll come and it'll dump, but it'll clear up within like 15 minutes. So. so, and even that day where that rain shower came. So this was like, again, our first beach day. Remember we went to Ziggy's. That was cool. Yeah. Food there was pretty good. Like that's like a, more like a beach club. They're bumping loud music. And really we spent the whole day just walking the beach, getting a feel for the people. And yeah. we saw the Tulum jungle gym and yeah. It, it's very different. Um, than any other Caribbean island or, or things like that. Like when we were in Jamaica and even Punta Cana, you don't really go off of your resort unless you're getting picked up for a tour or something. And even when you're on the beach on your resort, some of them, like you can walk a little bit, but you're not really leaving like your resort's right. beach. You're staying within that area. And the cool thing about Tulum was you could just walk. There was no fences up or anything like that. It right. was very safe open public place with a, safe. a bunch of beach clubs a bunch of different resorts yep. hotels um it was really cool to be able to just walk along there and feel like you're not in a different country but you are but you're safe right. and able to just experience all of that so that was like our new year's day was basically spent just walking yeah and we tried out a couple different restaurants and i think we ended up at azulik that night right maybe yep that's what it says here, January 1st. So this was like a, this place is like super famous on Instagram, right? Like yes. it's super bougie. They have hotel rooms that they say are like $2,000 a night. This picture with Ryan's face is funny. And let me just add this place. I have been showing Austin this place on Instagram for months, not thinking we would ever go there because we had no plans to go to Mexico, and I'm let not alone $10,000 to loom. Yeah. And this place is just outrageously expensive. But if you know me, I love nature. I love tree houses. I love anything just incorporating the architecture with nature. And that is exactly what this place is. So going there was like, no way I'm here. Like I'm stepping inside of my dreams. It was so cool. So we hung out there. Met some cool people, some annoying people that were like poking my face. There's one girl who was just poking my face when we were doing the hookah. It was super annoying. Ryan wouldn't get rid of her. Yeah. Then that was like our our night there because we were beat still like getting a little tired now. Um, the next day we wake up and we decide to go check out the other half of the beach. So we get a cab to take us to the north side of the beach. We get dropped off. We walk the whole north side of the beach. This is where we saw all the topless people for the first time really. We walk all the way to the ruins because at the end of the north side of the beach there's the Tulum ruins. I climbed up this one side of it to try to get us in. I saw the biggest freaking iguana. It scared the crap out of me. I'm pretty sure I've got a picture of it in here somewhere. It scared the balls off. It was like an Indiana Jones moment because he was like, Riley, like, stay here. I'm going to go up first. So he's like hiking up this like I know I have a picture of this. I'll find side it. of the mountain. And he's like standing at the top and he's like going like this, like, nope, I'm coming back down. He yep. comes back down. He's like, yo, I saw the 
biggest iguana ever. It scared the crap ever. out of me because I, at that point I hadn't really seen an iguana and I was like, like on the trip. Well, so can I was we like, get in? And he's like, I'm not going any further. So then we walked back on the beach a little bit, cut up, found the entrance to the ruins, decided to pay to cut the line, got into the ruins. And I think everybody was happy we did that. At first, yeah. Eric and Ryan were kind of annoyed that we were walking so far, I think, without doing anything. But then once we got in there and they saw the ruins, like the ruins, whoops, the ruins were sick, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'll show some pictures of the ruins right here. That way everybody can see that. And then, I mean, from the, I mean, like, look at the view from the ruins. Like, the beach was just, the water was so beautiful. And it really was just incredible to, we didn't have, like, a tour guide or anything, but they did have a bunch of, um, like, signs describing some of the different uh, architectural sites that you were yep. seeing and the history behind it. So just being on that land and realizing and understanding like what was happening and what that was used for was just kind of a very incredible experience because nowadays people aren't having, and just to give a little background, the ruins that we're talking about here were on the side of the beach. So it was more of like a watchtower type of thing. That's not really a thing anymore. People aren't watching for other people just showing up on boats, like trying to invade your little area. Yeah. And then after the ruins now, before, Tulum used to only be famous for the ruins. Yeah. They're building an airport there. They're and building Pablo's a train. Mansion. A train. So they're building infrastructure there because they think more and more, this is going to just blow up as a, a destination, basically. Yeah. Beyond in, just these ruins. Yeah. In 2023, they're building an international airport that's going to be done, like I said, in 2023, along with what they call a bullet train that's going to connect a lot of the major cities in that peninsula of Mexico. So then we went to Mezzanine, which is another cool spot. It was like at the end of the north side of the beach, but not the end where the ruins were. So like as you get towards the south side. Um, I got a picture from us eating lunch there. I actually didn't eat here. I wasn't hungry. We no. walked so much. I think your stomach might have been a little upset. No, I just wasn't hungry. Well, stomach no? was good at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just not hungry. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Doing a lot of walking, we were sweating. Anyway, after that, we caught a cab, I think, to the south side. Yep. So we didn't walk. And we went to Azulik, the museum, during the day. This place. Yes. Yeah. So then Riley got to see, like, the full experience of what she's seen. Because there's some areas. Did you say this already? That only guests can go to? No, I didn't. Yeah. So when we went into the restaurant, you can't even... They got security guards. Like, you can't get into the hotel. Right. Yeah. It's a very interesting place. And they don't have electricity at night. And they don't have air conditioning at night. But some people pay $1,000 a night to be there. $10,000 a night. It's crazy. The museum was dope. Got some cool pics of Riley. Let me see. I think... Yeah. Look. Falling over. Doing a yoga pose. <laughs> look, yeah. look at her smiling it, that place was really cool and a lot of fun and I was you can tell like the girls that show up there are very much prepared they know they're going there like for a photo shoot or whatever they're all glammed up in their makeup they got their nice flowy dresses on or whatever it was nipples that they were wearing out. Yeah. Out. Uh, lots of boobies in a lot, of, a lot of nipples and me I'm just in my bathing suit with a kimono like cover or yeah. Just regular rye. Yeah, kimono. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Just just covered Cover up, up, like just being me, half burnt because we've been walking around all day. And apparently like you needed clothes on to be in there, but I didn't really know that. And he let me in because I had a cover up. But at one point I wanted to take it off and do a headstand because that's like my party trick. And he like comes rushing over. And he's like, no, no, no. Like you need to put your clothes back on and like no headstands. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But we got a picture of it. So I still did it. After that, where did we go? I think we went to the Sky Bar place and Eric got some cigars and we were sitting on that bar and we got the two for one margaritas. We had four drinks and we had to drink all that. Do you remember? I think I, that was right after. Because I, I don't so. have that many pictures from that night. 
I think so. Because here's the picture from the sky bar. The sunset. Yeah. yeah. So it had to have been. Yeah. On their sign, they they were like, oh, two for one. So we were <laughs> like, okay, like he's going to get a margarita and I'll take like the free one. Right. Well, no, no. They took that as four. I wanted a margarita and he wanted a margarita and we both wanted a free one. <laughs> right. So we got four margaritas. When you're in Mexico, bro. And they weren't that strong. Honestly, no one drank that much except Ryan one night. Yeah. I don't. And even that day, I feel like Ryan didn't drink too much, the day club. So the next day, January 3rd, this is now Sunday, we go diving. Oh. So I had an awesome experience. I think Riley had an awesome experience. I'll just flash some photos up for you guys right now from the cenote. So it's called Casa Cenote. Really dope. It actually empties out into um, the ocean. So there's a little cavern that they say some of the most experienced divers will take off their gear, put their gear through the hole, swim through the hole, put their gear back on, and then they're out in the ocean. Yeah. We didn't do that. We went the other way up the cenote. And the cenote is not covered either. It's no, a, it's so an full open, open air. Yep. Ryan has uh, his certification to dive, so he was really excited. Eric had never done it, but Eric got it done. Me and Riley got about halfway or quarter of the way or so, and yeah. Riley had to come up just because I think she did really good. Like I'll, I'll even maybe play the clip of the video like right over us right now of Riley at the bottom killing it. Yeah, but so what happened? a lot of people, I feel like what we heard and what my thoughts were going into it was that people struggle with the breathing mask because you can't breathe out of your nose. Like you're strictly breathing in and out of your mouth the entire time. And people that aren't focused on their breath, like that can cause some issues. So I was well aware of that. And when I went down, I was doing really good with that part. Like I had the whole breath thing down. I was able to get myself to sink. Yep. But then when it was time to move, <laughs> that was a whole different... Whole different atmosphere. Yes. So they put me in flippers and flippers just are not my thing. Like my feet aren't made to be flippers. That's why they're not flippers normally. I have feet with toes and I like to move my feet the way I like to move my feet. So my legs just weren't going like this with the flippers. Mind you, I also have this really heavy equipment on me. I'm a small girl. And like he said, it was attached to the ocean. So the current was really strong that I was having to swim against. And I just couldn't like go forward. Like I was, I was trying to swim, but I was causing like so much exertion out of myself because my legs like couldn't do the flipper thing that I was just getting really overwhelmed. And then that would take, uh, make me lose focus on my breath. So then I would have to stop trying to swim and refocus my breath, but then I just couldn't keep going. So I was just getting so frustrated under the water. I was holding everybody back, like the scuba instructor, like he kept like he kept going like this, but like I wasn't going anywhere. So I just got really overwhelmed and I was like, I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore. I'm not going anywhere. I just got really frustrated. I started breathing a lot faster. So I went up and then instantly I just kind of started crying because I just felt really bad because Austin was so excited to do it and him being the greatest man ever he was like I'm not letting you stay back alone like I'll stay with you because me I'm like no like go like keep going like I'll be fine yeah, leave just you to just floating out here yeah I was like I'll be fine just there were other people there I was like I'll be fine just to sit here by myself like go on but he insisted not to leave me alone so then that just made me more upset because I felt bad. And then For I no reason. scraped my toe getting out. So then I'm bloody and ugh, it was just. But shout out to Carlos. An and experience. Calypso Dive Company. That's what the company was called. Yeah. You got to book it online. It was like 115 bucks per person definitely worth it even for what we did i want to try it again diving but in a cenote or a pool where there's not a current yeah that way i can do your thing flipper flopper a little better 
But we recovered well. Yes. We went back after that. He dropped us off, and we had our first experience of the street tacos. And this is where the uh, bowel part <laughs> of this uh, journey takes a turn. Because I think these street tacos might Well, have... mine was before. Because remember, I was worried I was going to poop myself right. while scuba diving. True. I got a plug Burrito Amor. We went to Burrito Amor for breakfast before the scuba. Yeah. That was good. After that, we went to this taco place, this like street taco place. I'll flash a picture of this place. It's, uh, I just had it right here. Remember that? Yeah. With the salsa with the little plastic spoon. Somebody's loogie was probably in there or whatever. This, they were so good though. So we had the tacos. Carlos recommended that place. Yeah, here's the picture of the burrito one more. Remember I had that chicken bowl? Mm-mm-mm. Yes. And just to give you guys a little bit of background, I think we can talk about the water now. Because at this point, even before scuba diving, my stomach was already messed up. Yeah. So when you're in Mexico, at least in Tulum, the part we were in, you can't drink the water at all. Like not to brush your teeth. even Shower, when can't get the, in your yeah, mouth. Like the littlest drops of water can cause like serious diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> yes. So to, to put it uh, honestly. Um, so that morning... I don't think I had drank any of the water, but obviously it had to have get, gotten in my mouth somehow because I was just not doing so hot. I was worried I was going to poop myself while we were right. scuba diving. You're right. You're right. I do yeah. remember that. Yep. So her bowels took a turn then. Ryan thinks his did when we had the street tacos. Yeah. After we had the street tacos, where did we go? I think we just went to the bank or something, got cash, and then went home. Because yeah. then we came back out and we went to La Brezza for dinner. And it was after the street tacos that my stomach started acting up even more. Right, right. Because then at dinner, Riley ate bread. Yeah, I ordered literally just bread. But I had tacos, and they were fantastic. The brisket tacos. Remember that? Mm, brisket tacos. Mm, that mm, brisket mm, was mm. really good. Mm, mm, mm. I think I got a picture of them right here. Yep. Yep. So if you're going to Mexico, highly recommend bringing some Imodium. Imodium, right? Well, before you resort to Imodium. No, just resort to Imodium. It makes you stop diarrhea. No, it works. The just more natural way, get some charcoal or find a drink yeah, in Tulum with charcoal in it. It is natural. The charcoal helps bind the toxins together. So That don't make it natural. It's charcoal. Whatever. Charcoal, Pepto, Imodium. Oh, this is my organic Whatever you need charcoal. to literally like plug your butthole up, <laughs> bring in. <laughs> so La Brezza, solid spot in town that yeah. we went to because we were like walking. Eric saw like a midget dressed as the Joker. Nobody else saw it. <laughs> Eric also negotiated for like a really cool little thing with some dude that was like clearly selling other drugs and stuff. Eric got a little figurine from him. He's like, you don't want to take this home. So you're going to take my money and I'm going to take this home. And it worked. Um, yeah, we had to teach Eric. Well, you did teach him how to negotiate. Yeah, and then at one point Eric was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like it. I'm like, give it to me. I'll do it. I like doing it for fun. Um so that was that. We ended up not staying out super late that night because we knew we had to get up early the next day. Well, mainly because of me, because I was like, oh yeah, you not didn't feel good, so right? Hot. Right. Some of our nights ended early because people weren't feeling good. Yeah. It was me one night. The next day, I woke up. My birthday, January fourth. We were going to Chichen Itza. I woke up and my stomach was turning, and I had a feeling on Thursday or the, on Sunday, I was like, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and probably not feel that good, and I did. Didn't work. Didn't feel good. I think I had a fever. Was that the night before my birthday? Uh, no. No, that was the night. We got back. I think so. One of the nights I had like sweats. I was cold. It was, I was shaking something and just shitting. Yeah. Yeah. You literally had a fever for like 20 minutes and then you broke it. It was weird. Um, but I'll show some cool pictures here of Chichen Itza. The ruins were amazing. Like Eric got some really great pictures. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think when you saw the ruins? Did it live up to the hype? Chichen Itza? Yeah. Two yeah. hour drive from, for everybody that wants to know. Two hour drive from Tulum. I thought that was awesome and With I, Johnny Johnny was our tour guide I was really excited to 
touch anything that I could there just to feel like the old energy. And luckily there was a part, um, like a little wall that I was able to touch. And of course it feels like stone, but just to be able, (laughs) (laughs) it felt like feathers, it it felt like rocks. Um, but just to be able, like with my physical body here in 2021, to be able to touch something that ancient was just incredible to me and hearing the story about why the temple was built and just the different kind of spiritual things that they thought and believed in but also uh, just the way that they kind of formed their own community in a very business-like manner like they had a hierarchy of people that way things um, crops could be grown correctly people were hunting and gathering food it was amazing yeah. How they built it so it only reflects a serpent in the shadow on one day a year. Yeah, that's it's another crazy. thing. So the main temple that you see at Chichen Itza is pretty much a calendar to tell you like when the winter and summer solstices are. That way they knew when the best time was to plant their crops and harvest them so they would have um, a good supply of food and stuff. And then like he's saying, on those days of the solstice, the way that they built it, the shadow um, somehow would make it appear that a serpent or a snake is like slithering down the I'll see steps. if I can get a picture on Google for that. It's pretty amazing that they were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. And just, like I said, just to I think be it's there. Also, it's interesting that we assume it's pretty amazing, but maybe they were just smart. Like, imagine that. But that's why it's so amazing because right. history always teaches you that they were people before us were like dumb cavemen. Right. These people clearly weren't. Right. They clearly were not at all. So after this uh, Chichen Itza and you fight your way through all the uh, tw- the guys selling you shit and we still bought some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like when you go to Mexico, you're going to think your name is Special Price because everybody's oh, going to look price. at you. <laughs> special Price. It's uh, like, it's not my fucking special name, price. bro. Um, For you, $1. Yeah. They try to get you with that. You walk over, it's $20. Yeah. After that, we went to Valladolid, which is a city in the central part of the peninsula, central Yucatan. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Valladolid was cool. That big church, we walked around, we had that authentic lunch. It was good. Chicken fajitas. I pooped there too in their toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't feeling that. No, no, that no. It was catching up day. to me. I held it I held it together for the Chichen Itza, though. I didn't have to shit while we were there, so I held it together. Yeah. Um after the Valladolid is when we went to the cenote. That yeah. was incredible. I feel like that was probably the most like least appreciated part of the trip because we weren't there very long and it was at the end of a day of doing other stuff. But that thing alone, like it's a cave. It's in, it's just none of these pictures that I have or videos that I have do it justice. You have to walk back through the jungle to get there and then shower to get all the shit off you because the water is crystal clear, fresh water. And we were the only, only people, people there. there. Yeah, shout and, out to Johnny. And people man. live there. Like it was on someone's property. Yeah. Yep. That they allow people to come and yep. and tour around. Yep. I was a little bitch, though. I didn't get in the water because it was freezing, and I knew, like, just being a girl with long hair and then having a two-hour drive home, like, I came up with every excuse in the world as to why I did not want to get in, and I'm, I'm okay with that decision. If the water was warmer, I think it would have been cooler, but... You were there. It also wasn't a super hot, sunny day, and obviously that has an impact on your body temperature and stuff of if it feels refreshing or not. No, because I think it's sometimes in the year inside the cenotes, it gets hot. Yeah. yeah. Like, the boys didn't even last that long in the water. No, just I didn't. because it was really cold. My nips got hard. So... So then we had that nice two-hour drive home. Ryan fell asleep. That was yeah. <laughs> um, after that, at this point, we were, like, full Tulum mode. Ryan had a hat. 
without a feather, but he had a hat, like a Tulum hat. He had a, that man rag. Yep. Yep. The vibes. His man robe. Eric bought a shirt for like 60 bucks. Like they bought some nice clothes. Like they, yeah. were, they were feeling the vibe. The boys were in it. So we went to Casa Jaguar, which is another famous place. We went there for dinner. Oh, I love this place because they had two kitties yep. that just roamed around and every vacation that, well, this vacation adventure, whatever. Every place that Austin and I have been together. We'd be we, finding cats. We find cats everywhere. So that was really cool. And we fed it some tuna and we're petting it. It was so cute. Um, after Casa Jaguar, we went to this other club bar thing and Ryan ended up doing these pull-ups. I'll play the video. The the pull-ups on the bar. Remember, he did like 20 pull-ups. Oh, so yeah. Ryan was already like three drinks deep from dinner and he went and did 20 pull-ups on the well, bar and they gave him a shot after he just did another shot. Because that I bar, like, they, they were trying to get people in so they were like free shots for the table and like Austin and I didn't want them. We don't really oh, drink. See, at this point, my stomach was already turning. So, this is all my birthday. So Ryan did them and then yeah. he starts, the uh, bartender like shines his flashlight at him and is like, pull-ups, like your turn. Yeah. Get over here. Oh yeah, here's a picture of the uh, flushy thing. I have one too. So that was my birthday. It was fun. Yeah. The poops were not the best part about, about it. But at least the next day, I think that was the night that I had the sweats. The next day, we were going to that beach club, Bagatelle, right? Yes. And the place was dope. And I felt okay. I, I mean, like, I didn't feel great, but I managed. And we had a pretty cool day. It was like, um, how would I describe that? It, it was like a club. Like, the DJ was playing house music, but it wasn't super packed like it was the day we saw it on New Year's Day. But it was still, like, kind of bumping. So it's like... like Think of like an all-inclusive resort on the beach where everybody's like laying out by the pool and on the beach, like yep. drinking. You got the people bringing you food, whatever it is that you want. Yep. But it wasn't a resort. Like Tulum really doesn't have a lot of resorts. Not it that. has like restaurants and beach clubs. Right. So on the beach part, that was called the beach club. And the inside was just a restaurant. There were no rooms or anything like that. So you obviously like had to pay to get in and spend however much you had to spend while you were there. But it was a really good time. The next day, we ended up back down at the beach. I forget what we did in the morning on the 6th. This was our last full beach day. Um, we went and had breakfast. I think that was the day you weren't feeling good, and we went and met up with the guys later because they went earlier and got breakfast. Yeah. We went up with them. I wasn't feeling super hot, so I got a smoothie. And then we ended up down at the beach. And I think we just hung out on the beach. Yeah, I think so. And we just oh, we was, shopped. Everybody bought more gifts. Eric bought a ton of shit. Everybody was buying gifts for yeah. everybody, right? And we just hung out at that one hotel, had lunch. You and I went, and we went somewhere to buy you that bag. So we were shopping. We shopped, and we walked back and forth. The guys did a yoga class, and then we got Subway and went home. Because <laughs> at this point in the trip, all of us, our stomachs were turning. We knew that home was coming soon, and green smoothies were yes. on their way, and we were excited for that. So we were like, Subway, sleep, wake up, and get out of here the next day. Yeah, right. you know it's bad. Like, <laughs> we were like craving like Pizza Hut, and we don't ever eat Pizza Hut. No, but, but we just wanted like normal American, like. Yeah, it's weird how your body like cr like you get into a routine, and then how certain foods can just throw your whole thing off out of whack. Yeah, and not even that Pizza Hut is good for you at all. But you're no. just like craving just something Dough, cheese, different. Warmth. Yeah. Out of the whole experience. Definitely can't call it a vacation. It's definitely an adventure. For sure, an adventure. We, we need a walked vacation after that. So much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need during a, that. We need a vacation. In yeah. flip flops the entire time. Yeah. Crazy. It was awesome though. It and really was. I could definitely consider the idea of buying property there 
to rent it out most of the year, but then to use it sometimes. Yeah. But if we were to go back, like without going that route, I would say that I would definitely want to stay on that beach strip. Yeah. You don't need to stay in town unless you're trying to save money. Yeah. Cause we didn't know anywhere, that. anytime you're trying to get from the beach, either to in between where we were staying or in town, like you need a cab, you can walk, but it's pretty far and you're already walking a lot don't that walk. day. Cause it's like, then you have to go back to wherever it is, get cleaned up or whatever, and then right. go back out for dinner or to get food. It ain't happening. That's another thing, the food. So you need reservations for Everything anything and anywhere beach. that you want to go out to eat on the beach. And also the grocery store, there was one in town, but you really... I found another one. We oh, just did? only went to that one. Yeah, there, oh. there's a couple of gourmet markets that are popping up. You just got to know where to find them. So well, do your research. the Aki in town... Don't go to the Aki Mart. Smells like... Something Piss. died like in there. It smells like urine. Like someone peed <laughs> on the floor of the grocery store and they don't care. Yeah. Don't, don't. So we did not buy anything there other than toilet paper. And and don't eat the, the don't eat any fruit or vegetable that you can peel without peeling it. That's what they say. If you can yeah. peel it and like you're cooking, we didn't cook any of our own meals. No. We didn't even make coffee in our place. And you have to like be careful when you're going out to eat at places. Are they using bagged ice or is it ice from the natural water? So it's really just best to say no ice in your drinks. Yeah. No ice, bottled water. If you're going to stay in the town area, I wouldn't even get groceries. Honestly, the food yeah. out is so cheap. Just go eat out. But that makes the trip an adventure because then you're moving to get food all the time. We got to get up, get out, yeah. go get breakfast. We can't just go for a workout and make a smoothie. We right. can't do that. So it's just. And with with that, a lot of the places do accept your, um, a credit card if you have one that doesn't have like foreign transaction fees. But. You do still need pesos like for the taxi drivers and stuff. And the ATMs there run out and become out of service super quickly. Like there are lines at ATMs that are actually working. You'll be better so, off taking the cash from America. Yes. Take out a thousand dollars or whatever in American dollars, get to the airport here or in Mexico. Yeah. And then go to a currency converter and convert it to pesos. Yes. They're going to charge you a premium, but who gives a shit? Like at least, you know, you'll have some to get there. Cause like, we didn't don't, have any until yeah. we got there. Cause the airport lines were crazy and it was all, yeah. So, and I wanted to bring it. I just didn't trust my gut. Got to trust the gut. And then we saw so many ATMs that were out of service. A lot of ATMs out of service. So, and there's no, um, like if you, it's basically, if you get sick, it's like, go to the pharmacy, see if they have something for you. Like they sell Viagra at the they pharmacy. They have more pharmacies than they do food marts. So. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say is like, if you get sick. You're kind of on your own unless you go to the hospital and you're dying. Yeah. So bring stuff. If you go to Mexico, be prepared to have some stomach problems. Yes. Pepto, Imodium, charcoal. The only thing we didn't do is snorkeling that I wanted to do. Yeah, that did come with one of the thing with our ruins but tour. We were, we were all, I wasn't sure if Ryan was getting a tattoo. Yeah, we were just beat by that point. Like yeah, we wanted to just out. relax. This trip wore us out for it sure. It really did. For sure. We came home and we were like, oh. <gasps> But it's a vibe. It's yeah. definitely a vibe. And you got to be out partying late to really feel it. Like they had parties in the jungle doing ecstasy and all this crazy shit that we don't do. Like, Yeah, we didn't go to those. No. Some guy gave us weed and it looked like this brown dirt weed. We yeah, didn't we even threw smoke that it. away. Didn't even smoke it. was it. our taxi driver. Like he just yeah. gave it to us. Just and we, we, no. Not worth the risk. So it's like there's certain aspects of it that just that make it to loom. Hey, if they can just fix it so I can flush my toilet paper, that would be a major improvement. Yeah, the water thing really catches up to you. Yeah, like, it does. It does. It's very annoying. You don't to, realize how much yeah. water you use brushing your teeth. Yeah. And cleaning your fucking retainer. Like, it just, you use, we use a lot of water and you realize it there. Yeah. So. For sure. And then it just sucks because all their waste is like left in the jungle. Like, they don't, their landfill caught on fire. You can go watch the documentary 
uh, the dark side of Tulum. They all like it's an own thing. The landfill there last year or the year before caught on fire. Yeah. So it's like they're having major issues keeping up with all these people, and it's a lot of garbage, weak pipes, old pipes, small pipes, whatever. But I feel like if they work on the infrastructure and stuff, Tulum has a lot of potential, especially with them adding the airport, the train. Right. Well, that's the big thing. If they like, put an airport there, it's so over. there's so much room. Um, hey, not, if we not buy to, an apartment for a hundred grand, not, now not to promote um, destroying the jungle, but there is a lot of land and just room for expansion there. I think if you buy up an apartment for a hundred grand right now and it's a two bedroom, I'd be interested to know what that would be worth in ten years. Yeah. I think a lot. Yeah. 500? Maybe not 10 years because I feel like the 10-year outlook is a little... Right, because of COVID. Right, but... 20 years? I don't know. I could hold a property for that long. I don't need to go there that often. Honestly, it I really would like to make money because, really yo, did. she made like $3,500 off us in a week. Yeah. If if we buy that property out cash, I was watching videos about guys' expenses of people who live in Tulum and in, in that area, Playa del Carmen, $500 a month for their electricity and their other stuff for two-bedroom, three-bedroom apartments. Even if it's a thousand dollars a month, she made thirty five hundred off us for a week. Pay her housekeeping lady, pay her expense. She's still making money if yeah. that house is paid off. Good money, you know. So you don't need many of them. And then that dude that I was watching, he ended up buying three. So he owns his, and he owns two in that same building. You could just, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, if I'm going to put twenty percent on a property down for an investment property, why do it in Florida? Maybe the Mexico route is a better idea. They really got to get that water thing figured out. Though. They might never figure that out. It's the same thing in Cancun. You don't really drink the water there, I don't think. Last time I was there, I don't think I drank the water. You drink bottled water. And I don't think you get ice. Like, you just don't. And I fucked that up. I think the ice got me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good episode. Long one, but... Comment below. Hashtag Tulum if you watched all the way through. Yeah. And if anybody, like, wants to plan a trip to Tulum, obviously... If there was anything we didn't discuss, we can probably give you a thousand and one more tips about things to do, things not to do, places to go. It was so hard to even shoot content. That's why we just did this video. Because it was just nonstop. It is not going to be a vacation. Unless you want it to be. Unless you stay at one of the beach places. Right. And you eat the same restaurant really and you just stay in your little, little pocket. Otherwise, you're walking, you're in a taxi, you're moving, you're moving. And negotiate. They're all willing to negotiate there. Don't forget that. Cool. For sure. We appreciate you guys. Let me know if you enjoyed the video when you comment the hashtag to Loom if you watched all the way. Let us know. I don't want to take us too far away from the trading topic, but I've been putting out a lot of trading videos lately, so hopefully you'll enjoy this one too. Just a little recap also for us to look back on this since we didn't really get a lot of content there. I know. It'd be nice if we had a full-time video guy. I know. That's next. If you want to apply for the videographer job, please at, email. <laughs> at Ryan when you're confused about your life. You're right. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next video. Thanks. See ya. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.